0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way, our Southridge member podcast. Uh, I have the great privilege today of sitting down and chatting with a good friend and member of our St. Catharines location, a guy by the name of Len Jansen. Len, say hi to everyone from across our locations. Hello everyone. Uh, This is your first time on the podcast, so welcome here. Thank you. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself, just your personal background, family, what you do for work, that kind of stuff. Hmm.
1: Well, I am a... Husband to Lori, and I have uh, three wonderful children. Senate, Kai and Ephraim. Senate is now at Eden, and the boys are at Great still. They're in grade eight, looking to go to Eden next year.
0: They're both uh, excited for high school. They are, yeah, yes. I just had a grade They're ready nine for it now, new grade nine, which is pretty cool. So yeah, I yeah. see Senate around the halls at Eden. That's mm-hmm. cool. Uh, hey, tell us how uh, your family ended up at Southridge because you've been around probably a decade or so, I don't know how long it's been, but a good amount of time. Yeah, I
1: think it's been 17 years now.
0: Longer than a decade. That's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, no, we, um, when we were looking for a church, we were really impressed when uh, we went to um, Fairview Louth, the old building, that people were starting to think about what to do outside of the church walls. Mm-hmm. That concept right there uh, got us. Mm. And we were looking at a couple of other churches as well who are missionally minded. But um, um, this, this whole idea of serving our community was really, really
0: important for us. Hmm. Not surprisingly, because that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, Excellent. For the, for the last number of years, uh, you have been involved in a program of our shelter ministry called Rock Climbing. Now, as kind of the leader of this, that wasn't always the case. So, can you just tell us the story of how you got involved in that ministry in our church?
1: Mm -hmm. I think it was uh, a couple of years after the the shelter opened here. Um, Our kids were just old enough to leave them for short bits of time. So, I went to uh, discover uh, the shelter, um, the intro, the orientation. And during that orientation, I found out, you know, we could serve in many different areas and rock climbing was one of those ways. And I thought, this is absolutely fantastic. I get to do what I love to do under the the guise of loving Jesus at right the under same Under the auspices time?
0: of ministry. What?
1: <laughs> I thought that was absolutely crazy. And um, so I was first in line to sign up. And um, um, when I went the first night, I just absolutely loved it and... Uh, Um, one of the beautiful things of that first night was that I couldn't tell who was a volunteer and who was a resident. And I thought, this is what I want to
0: be a part of. Hmm.
1: I couldn't even tell who was in charge of rock climbing at that point. Right. And I thought, well, we're doing it right here. This is pretty
0: cool. Yeah. I mean, rock climbing emerged, and this will be part of our conversation today, it emerged out of a desire to provide supplementary programming. So in all of our anchor causes, we have Core programming, but beyond that, to stimulate relationship and to allow friendship to foster, as well as to provide a diversity of activity for the people that we serve, we've tried over the years to create this supplementary programming. So. I remember tim arnold who was uh, an early leader in the shelter he was a rock climber he had a rock climbing group of friends he had people who uh, were involved in the ownership of peaks uh, rock climbing venue and you know one thing kind of led to another and it was one of the experimental ideas of something that people could do socially we've had Jim. Gym- uh, nights with, you know, floor hockey and volleyball and things like that over the years or arts groups or different things like that. And, uh, different social kind of, uh, supplementary activities in other anchor causes as well. But this one, uh, has been going for a number of years, rock climbing, and it gripped you, uh, right from the beginning. It sounds like, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Uh, can you just give us a bit of a description of what, for those of us who are unfamiliar with this, what actually happens? When does it meet? How do, how do you get there what happens once you're there describe for us the rock climbing program as it works
1: today-hmm well the volunteers we gather um, during the the supper hour um, so sometime after six o'clock and we we uh, meander through um, the uh, cafeteria area and we ask people if they want to go rock climbing and typically we'll get a, a few brand new, um, to rock climbing come and um, sometimes people come that do not want to climb we uh, promise that they will have a good time they just and come to hang out that's right yeah and uh, and at six thirty, then we head over to peaks we gather um, into the vehicles that are are provided and uh, we get to peaks often now there are a number of other vehicles that just join us right at peaks, some volunteers and other former residents that have been climbing with us for years gather there. And at present, we have about, I'd say around the 20 mark of people that, that come and, uh, we'll, we'll get our gear on and we'll climb for about an hour and a half. And, uh, uh, part of that hour and a half, we, we climb, um, down below with ropes. And then later on, we we go up into the cave area and we play a game called add-on and that game everyone plays Uh, and if you're not climbing hard then you're cheering hard and um uh, once the game is done we have a a quick um a life hack or some kind of moral and uh, uh which takes about no more than two minutes and we have some announcements and uh then Ray prays typically for us. And then we go downstairs and we have a snack and, um, and then we get back, go back to the shelter after that. Very, very cool. And this is once a week. This is every Tuesday. Every Tuesday, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Cause
0: I, we have our uh, board of elders meetings Tuesday night. Right. And we have them in the prayer room <laughs> right beside the shelter. And we can see right. all you guys and gals uh, uh-huh. convening in the parking lot, gearing mm-hmm. up for rock climbing. So I know it's a, it's a Tuesday event um, in that routine. And just, it's almost a Jeff Mannion, kind of a, you know, faithful in the small, in, in that routine. What, uh, what was it, or what is it even, that you really like about the program? You mentioned right early on that it was, it was an environment where you couldn't tell who was a resident, who was a volunteer, who was leading, who like everyone was kind of at the same level. Are there other things over the years that have struck you about why this program is so cool?
1: Yeah, I could I could talk quite a bit about that. Um, I love the fact that we actually drive together. We have many moments where we ha- we can open up uh, our lives to each other. Very often on the way there, I get an entire life story. Just blah, it is it is out there, and um, so often vehicles end up being a um, an opportunity for real relationship to begin. Um, during the climbing experience, um, I know a a lot of, uh, our friends at the shelter, um, we deal with fear and fear of heights is a fear that people deal with. And, um, it's always really, um, an exciting thing for, for me to see people conquering that fear of, of heights. Mm. And sometimes we we don't climb very high, but we celebrate wherever, whatever level we get to. And that's a really beautiful experience as well.
0: Yeah, the program is designed. And I, I know the indoor climbing gym that you go to, I mean, it has a very beginner entry level. Yes. Learn to climbs and then, you know, much more advanced stuff. So there's something there for everyone. It, it's interesting that you talk, though, about the drives, because, I mean, you're gang, if you're not picking this up, you're listening to a very parental and, and pastoral personality in, in Len who, who gets how that stuff works. I know that you know, people have said over the years, as a parent, one of the most sacred moments you have with your kids is in the car, yes. right? Driving yes. to places and, and the non-threatening environment and what, what can open up conversationally. And uh, you're picking that up uh, with residents and with volunteers and people who you know get into these cars and vans and, and drive back and forth. Just the opportunity there. Uh, to spark relationship, which is which is certainly significant. Um, as you per- participated in this now for how long? Prob- this is probably more like a decade or close. I think to. it's
1: twelve years. Yeah, now.
0: twelve mm. years. Okay. Um, I know that you've seen God do some really cool things. Um, how have you seen God change people through this rock climbing program outside of like the? surface level not that it's not significant but the surface level you know i have fear this helps me conquer my fear as kind of a life lesson at Mm -hmm. the deeper level how have you seen god change people through this program
1: you know jeff there's been a number of times where people have said after an evening of rock climbing um if i didn't come tonight i would have killed myself Mm -hmm. and um it's great that we helped save their life literally that night, but then to see them again the next week and the week after that, that's pretty powerful stuff. Um, but it really is in the Jeff Mannions, uh, bit by bit where we see, um, individuals that uh, would be shunned by everybody, everybody in, in the shelter community, volunteers or residents, um, that are now, um, leaders in our community um and doing well for themselves and spoken well uh, by other people um, it's those kind of
0: turnarounds that that really excite me hmm. you mentioned the the leadership development component which is even beyond the the primary reason the program would exist, talk about how that's going these days. Because you mentioned Ray. Ray is short for Raymond Van Geest, who's kind that's of right. your uh, right hand person. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about some of the ways that this has developed leaders uh, simply through again the 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 activities of rock climbing.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, to be clear, especially if Ray is listening, um, he is not my right hand man. He is the leader. Um, You're his yeah, right hand man. <laughs> we, we lead together, <laughs> right. absolutely, and um, and being leaders, we also have a succession plan, and there is someone else in line as well. We haven't told this individual <laughs> yet that he is, you know, next in line. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's just wonderful to be able to work with uh, um, with Ray and to see the volunteers that we have today. At present, there's very little that we need to. Um, develop in the volunteers because we have such a core, um, a solid group of people. Um, We still uh, talk leadership development and, and it's mostly through just uh, um, seeing what we're doing in each other, um, seeing what people are doing well and encouraging people just to Mm -hmm. continue to do that. Um, So in this season right now, there's not that much leadership development that needs to happen, but we are, actively and openly, um, saying to other people, come take a look at what these volunteers are doing. They are rock stars in many ways and come and and learn from them.
0: Yeah. And it's not just, it's not just the helping people learn rock climbing, right? Talk about the, the spiritual exchange. I mean, you, you referred to residents who have said literally this saved my life on that day. Um, but especially over time, there's a spiritual exchange there's a spiritual dynamic happening through this venue of rock climbing. What's happening and what are the what are the volunteers doing
1: when and while they're rock climbing? Yeah well Raymond and I we both really encourage people before they come um, to the evening for rock climbing uh, to pray. and um, we're not joking around. we really want people to pray. Deliberately beforehand. And yeah, um, to be
0: prayerfully prepared.
1: That's right. Yeah, and uh, to get ourselves ready yeah. and to allow God's Holy Spirit to um, speak to us and through us. And that's really very, very important for us. Um, I'm sorry, I've just lost uh,
0: where I'm going here. No, well, that's no problem. You're talking about the the being prayerfully prepared and wondering what What is the actual ministry that's happened? Like what is the impact that's happening on these residents during the rock climbing through the volunteers? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Give me that same question in a different way. What's
0: What's the difference that you're seeing rock climbing make in shelter resident participants?
1: Yeah, very often we we hear from not only just the shelter residents, but we hear from other people in at Peaks that are members or that come regularly. And we find that people are just struck by the fact that there's something really um, special happening. In fact, people will wander up to the cave area, which is kind of our sacred space. and. Um, sometimes literally with their mouths open, like what is happening here? Mm -hmm. And that's really where, um, yes, we can, um, we with our skills as leaders can hone a, a kind of community, but God really, really takes over and, and does something in an incredible way. Um, I've had numerous members come to us and say, what is going on up there? Like there's something, almost magical going on. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the word that was used in the past. And um, one of the members uh, uh, was so impressed, was hanging out. We've had a number of um, members join us, and in fact, were volunteers for a couple of years. And one of those members ended up marrying Rachel Van Geese as well. <laughs> so we have that kind of um, impact in our community. Um, we don't shy away from speaking the name of Jesus either. We own the fact that we are a faith-based shelter and um, we pray in a public place. Um, I think we come across as as um, humble as well and we want to be sensitive to people around mm-hmm. us. Um, we'll let them know if we have uh, non-shelter Uh, community around us that we are going to pray. And if, if they want to stay, they can, they can be a part of that as well. Mm. And I don't know if there's ever been a time where people have left at that point. I think they felt safe enough to realize, Oh, okay, this is something really important to Ray and Len and and the rest here. No, I think we'll stay. And, um, I've had a a good number of conversations with people that are not part of the Mm. community per se. Mm. And, and uh, the residents that have been there for one night or many nights often have have commented like, um, uh, "You're you're taking it past rock climbing. There's something special that's happening here. So thanks for letting me be part of
0: this wonderful community. Mm. It's amazing when you talk about the 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 power. First of all, of just being on equal ground. Yes. That was the first thing that struck you. Yes. and I think that that just so we're clear. That's one of the main ministries hmm. is it lets people realize their inherent value that we all matter, that we're all equal, that we're all, you know, one in that sense under under the eyes of God. The other thing though, and it's I, I can I can hear you wrestling through trying to articulate this, is just the simplicity of creating the kinds of safe, non threatening spaces for God to show up it has way less to do with what you're doing, doesn't it? And yes. way less less to do with the impact you're having and way more to do with being prayerfully prepared and creating an environment where God can show up. And yeah, words like magic, words like sacred, those are the only kinds of words that we can grasp because it's just God doing what only God can do in, in the lives of these people. And that's that's really fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, final question on the the impact of this, because in in all of our missional activity, we've learned that, it's not just one directional, right? It's reciprocal. How has God changed you through your participation in rock climbing?
1: Mm. That is a great question. Um, and yes, we've heard many volunteers say this is, this is better for me than it is for, for anybody else. Um, for myself, I think I've become far more of a a merciful person. Mm. Um, you know, my life is similar in a lot of ways to my friends in the shelter, but it's also very different from um, my friends. Um, and I know that um, there's far less judgment in in my mind now. I'm not a person that will say a lot of judgment, but what goes on between my ears—that's that's something that uh, God will hear. And and yes, I'm I'm becoming. Curer in that way. Um, and because of that, I'm far more confident and, and loving around people mm. just because I don't need to worry about um, all the stuff that goes out of my head that might be negative. Mm. I'm, I'm ready to embrace people that, uh,
0: that uh, are ready to engage with me. Which is really extraordinary. Mm. I'm thinking, you know, in what other environment would you experience those kinds of gains. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we talk about that a lot, that the, the, the missional aspect of our uh, church community's life, right? The, the gather on Sundays, be part of a life group, uh, join an anchor cause are kind of three different develop, developmental paths, much like you'd have a large group lecture, a small group seminar, and a co-op work term in a university. Mm-hmm. That co-op work term experience, there's, there's a way of being changed by God there that you wouldn't otherwise experience in, in those other forms. And I imagine you could go years of attending services and being part of discussion groups without ever being changed in those ways. It's really, it's really remarkable, isn't it? Hmm. Um, Len, you talked about how uh, people have, have observed even that this goes way beyond rock climbing. And, and that's one of the things I wanted to tap into here is the way that our, the language we use is that our programs drive a lifestyle, that the program is only a means to an end. There's something beyond just participating in, in the program. Um, how has the, the, the hours a week of rock climbing now bled into your every day, either personally or in your relationships with residents and or with volunteers? Um, Like, is it the kind of thing where when you drive back from peaks, you drop everyone off, you shake their hands, have a hug, see you next week and you forget about it for the rest of the week. Like what's the mm -hmm. bleed over for these other hours? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. During, um, especially Tuesday night, um, very often I don't sleep as much because our conversations are just, um, in my mind, just ruminating there. And often I need to intercede in prayer for, for my friends and very often, I'm still thinking about um, those people uh, during the week. Um, the Holy Spirit is good that way. Um, and giving me next steps of, of certain things that I could do even during the week. Um, sometimes calling up a friend that I just met at uh, on Tuesday and uh, continuing a conversation, maybe have coffee with, with a friend. Um, but also, realizing that um, it's not just rock climbing I can do this sort of thing at work um, where I teach I can I can have significant conversations and it doesn't need to be um, uh, I don't need to have two hours Hmm. with someone it could be two minutes in the hallway in in the school where I teach Hmm. Um, and um, in the grocery store where where I see the same cashier for example right so it's it's, it's helped me see um, the life of, of
0: loving people around me in, in more intentional ways. Yeah, it feels like it's bled in two ways. One is the direct bleed of I'm processing, I'm praying, I'm following up with, I'm even connecting with residents, participants, volunteers from rock climbing kind of (laughs) there's bleed over uh, uh, about the program itself. Mm -hmm. But then there's another level of bleed over where you just now see the world differently. You see the world differently. You see the grocery store, you see your hallways at work. You see like you fundamentally see the world differently in a way that you otherwise wouldn't. And that's, that's what we mean gang by a program that is driving a lifestyle and uh, ultimately want to encourage people to, to get in that to a greater degree. Um, Len, the, the big reason why I wanted to talk with you today uh, was essentially to, to wonder how we could imagine or inspire more rock climbings. Um, you, you've been involved in many conversations internally about trying to activate more of our people into this missional way of life through uh, our primary programs, and we've realized that You know, it's one thing to participate in the anchor cause at your location. There's a whole nother magic that happens through these supplementary programs that come out of the creativity and passion of individual people. And so, you know, talk about what it would take, first of all, for someone to turn a passion of theirs into a supplementary program like rock climbing. What would a person who's passionate about something other than rock climbing, how could they convert that into a supplementary program like rock climbing,
1: mm-hmm. um, I suppose the answer is it wouldn't take that much. As long as your your heart is there, you're ready to serve Jesus, um, and you have a, a genuine um, passion for something, um, people will follow. If uh, it's a very attractive thing, uh, when someone is passionate about something, people just want to be around you. Um, so create a create a space, create a time. Um, yes, you may need to discuss certain th- certain aspects, you need to have venues, you need to clear things with uh, uh, shelter staff, um, those logistics need to happen, but um, most of us, I would think possibly all of us, are passionate about something. And um, to the point where other people are are ready to to follow, mm-hmm. and I suppose if you don't have uh, a huge passion for something, join somebody that does. Yeah,
0: join join an existing, either anchor cause or supplementary supplementary program. But right. um, uh, I was going to mention we've also got some people in place. Nate Dirks, our action pastor, absolutely. Uh, you know, Chris Fowler. We've moved into. Uh, a role that is not just uh, playing a location pastor role here in St. Catharines, but helping encourage mobilization of people into the shelter. Erica Singer now is new and her, her title is, you know, uh, mobilization director uh, both for the kitchen ministry, which is pretty intensive of volunteers, but also helping develop and ideate around some of these uh, possible rock climbing equivalents that we could launch and gang, appreciate these guys and gals will help leverage you not only to support residents in the shelter, but to also imagine other ways that you could develop these kinds of programs in your location if you're from Vineland or from Willand. This isn't just about uh, serving the homeless in this way. And so, you know, we're, we're trying to be creative and encourage people to you know, Essentially, be like Len, be like Ray, and get involved in these kinds of areas of passion that can become these really spiritually conducive, magical places for, for God to show up. And, and hopefully people are encouraged by the possibility of that. Uh, another example that I wanted to use is—it's uh, a little earlier on, so maybe you can speak to this kind of real time—you uh, also have a passion for canoe trips and again Chris Fowler heard about this connected you with some other people who had passion for canoe trips can you talk about just the early experiences of how canoe trip passion is being used in a very similar way
1: yes Um, in May the long weekend in May we went on a canoe trip the number of people that were uh, truly into into canoe tripping. How
0: many? Like a half dozen of you who were really into it. Or no,
1: there's one, two, three, four, five. Five of us went. Okay. So five
0: people passionate, and there's probably more, but five that, that at least mm-hmm. Chris and you guys knew about who were passionate about canoe trips huddled you together. You planned one, and
1: and we went ahead and uh, did the canoe trip, and we found that um, we were just we had many talents within the group, and all of us have led a number of canoe trips and uh so we're saying uh next year next summer hey does anyone want to go on a canoe trip um any life group that might want to go on a canoe trip or uh, a riot group or any group of individuals that want to bond in in whatever way hey we're ready we've got we've got the plans we've done the routes. we've you know we're ready for you you don't have to worry about logistics yeah, there's like a canoe
0: trip guide ministry <laughs> for. I'm serious. Yep. I mean, it's hilarious yep. how this stuff happens, <laughs> but there's a canoe trip guide ministry that, for those of us who want an adventurous vacation <laughs> or a weekend away, um, and we're being serious. Like, there, there's a group of passionate, Christ following people who would love to not only uh, kind of work out the logistics of a canoe trip, but actually make it one of those spiritually significant. Uh, moments for you from a ministry mindset. And it's just, I mean, there's part of me scratching my head saying, where does this stuff come from <laughs> that you can yep. do canoe trips for Christ or do rock climbing for Christ and have that significant impact? What would you say to, to people who might have ideas like that or passions in their mind, but don't know where to turn or where to start?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, just just go for it. Just find out who you might need to connect with. Certainly, Chris Fowler would be an important person to talk with. He's the one that was at my place for a meal um, on one of these. Um, look who's. Yeah, start the party. St- start the party. That's right. And he just realized, oh, these guys are talking about canoe trips. And he thought, oh, well, we could do canoe trips for Jesus, that kind of idea. Um, so he put us together. So certainly. Um, Chris is someone that you can talk with, uh, Nate and, and Erica. like, There's just a lot of people in our community that would uh, connect dots and connect
0: groups and, and make things happen. Yeah, just so we're, we're clear, those of us who are, are listening across our locations, these kind of staffers, Chris, Nate Dirks, uh, Erica Singer, I mean, at some level, this is their job. This is what they do for a living to try to discern and mobilize more of us into missional Christianity. So, if you have an idea and you're just wondering whether it's a good idea or how to how to plug into a greater degree, or like you'd said before, Len, if you don't have an idea but you'd like to be part of one of these things, talk to these types of people. Reach out. I mean, there's there's others, Annalise Gethard, and and, and people in Vineland that the, that you can connect with if you're not from St. Catherine's location. Uh, in order to connect you. Uh, into the magic of what these anchor causes and these supplementary programs provide, it's really, it's really remarkable. So, uh, I'm just wondering, in short, Len, as kind of a a, a final uh, summary, speak to someone who's missing out on this right now, hmm. uh, who might be in other aspects of the life of our church, but hasn't really crossed the line into the missional side. What are they missing out on and what would your encouragement to them be?
1: Yeah, I, I feel you're missing out on life. Um, Jesus promises us, um, the fullest life possible. And I think this is the fullest life. Um, this is where joy comes from. This is where peace happens. Yeah. I I, I just think everything, all the dots come together um, this is where, um, God smiles most on when, when we're engaged this way with, with our communities and, um, yeah, beautiful things happened. And when the Bible talks about, you know, uh, that God will do more than we can imagine, God's doing more than we can imagine. Um, with rock climbing, we're dealing with, we're an emergency shelter. That's all we are, 30 days, in and out. And we're doing things that long-term shelters are not doing, that they, for many reasons, can't do. We have the power of God working in us, and um, it's only us that's keeping God from working. Um, So um, let's release God to have, the fullest life possible.
0: Yeah, that's a great comment. Let's release God for the fullest life p- possible. There is something remarkable, isn't there, Len, where you think of the other primary programs of our church. What's common to both of them, the Sundays and our, our life groups is that your butt remains in a seat pretty much the whole time. This, this aspect of the life of faith that we're trying to foster for people is so fundamentally different because it gets us out of those seats and out of those couches and into the kingdom game of being used by God and reciprocally transformed by him in a way that we would otherwise never know. It's hard to put words to it, but you've done a really great job today of articulating not just the dynamics, but even some of the heart of what we're missing out on if we're not engaging in that way. So thanks so much for sharing that with us. You're welcome, Jeff. Uh, Gang, I hope you've been inspired, and uh, I would really encourage you to talk to uh, an Anchor Cause representative of your location to find out how to be involved in this life, this aspect of the life of our church to a greater degree. Uh, Appreciate you joining us again today. We'll see you next week as we continue finding our way together. Take care.